For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and I'm probably right. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate having you. We got my man Kevin Cleveland on the boards, engineering, running it down. How you doing, brother? Hey, Reggie. Doing good. Good. How was it? We are are recording this right after the 4th of July weekend. Um, You know, long weekend. How was your weekend? Did you have a good time? Uh, It was pretty good. Uh, A lot of explosions going on. Uh, Yes. When you have dogs, that's not not a great time. Not good. Glad, glad to have it in the uh, river here. Yeah, yeah, not not good. Good good weekend, you know. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, celebrate the 4th of July, but I enjoy the long weekend. So that was fun. And speaking of explosions, I just caught a damn dude exploding stuff in my neighborhood. Um, like I have, I live in a, in a housing, you know, a housing neighborhood, uh, just, uh, you know, just outside of L.A., in L.A., but on the outskirts of L.A., right? And we heard uh, somebody, you know, we've been hearing these damn explosions, B- booms, if you will, booms. And it sounds like you know, it sounds like a damn explosion, scaring dogs, scaring old people. And I mean, in real, we have uh, some veterans in our in our neighborhood who, you know, PTSD, things like that kind of stuff, like really hits them. And so, you know, I'm on neighborhood and we've been getting complaints about it. And today I was actually and we didn't know who was doing it. We had no idea who was doing this. Today I'm running home from the gym and all of a sudden I hear one of those booms and I look to my left and I see smoke coming down this alley. So I go down the alley like I'm Superman. You know what I'm saying? Go down the alley and I get there and I see this dude. He's got these explosions. I confront him and yada, yada, and whole deal. Now I know who it is. And, you know. I'm about to be I'm about to turn into a Karen now because we're not I'm not here for these explosions. But uh, I digress. We are going to talk today on I'm probably right about the Bucks and the Suns NBA finals. We are going to speak about Chris Paul and his legacy. We'll also talk about Shikari Richardson and Trevor Bauer. But first. Tonight, we're filming this, uh, uh, we're recording this on, what is this, July 6th. July 6th is a Tuesday. Today is the start of the NBA Finals 2021 edition. The two teams, Phoenix Suns, who have never won an NBA championship in their 53 seasons of being a an NBA team. And the Milwaukee Bucks, who last won a championship in 1971. You know who led them to that tam- championship? Kevin? 71. I wasn't even born yet. Me neither. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. Who who was it? It was one uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh. And Oscar Robertson. Right? 1971, last time the Milwaukee Bucks made it to the finals. So tonight is the first game. Game one of the NBA Finals. It's in Phoenix. And I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about this NBA Finals. This is probably the worst NBA Finals. 
I'm, you know what? I will say the worst NBA Finals I've ever seen in my life was New York Knicks versus the Houston Rockets. I think that was 93. God-awful. God-awful basketball. Boring, not fun, the worst. But at least you had a team in the finals that a, a big part of the country, not even a big part of the country, but, I mean, the eastern part of the country, New York, one of the most populated cities in the world, you're going to get that for the advertisers and for Central Avenue and, and NBA execs are happy just to have a team with a huge media presence in the finals. But today we got the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think anybody cares about either of these teams besides their families and their fans. I mean, hell, until this year, I didn't know Phoenix Suns really had fans like that because I got on Twitter and I started talking about how um, I don't believe that Devin Booker is a franchise-changing player, which I still don't believe. I think he's very good. I don't think he's great. And the Twitter people went crazy. And not really Twitter people, just Twitter Phoenix. Twitter Phoenix came for me in the mentions. Well, you must not watch Phoenix Suns basketball. Why the hell would I? They haven't won a championship in 53 years. The last time they were actually really good was 1993 when they went to the finals and lost to the Bulls. I mean, you know, they had their little Steve Nash, you know, what is that? I think uh, 10 seconds or less offense or whatever with, with um, Dan Tony, where they were shooting a bunch of, you know, shooting a bunch of threes and running around and, but, and scoring points, but playing no defense. Yeah, why the hell would I watch the Phoenix Suns? Hell, they had no reason being on a national televised game for the past 10 years. They haven't mattered at all. And Milwaukee Bucks. Besides Giannis, I have no reason to watch the Bucks. And he's not even playing in these finals. This is how terrible the finals. Okay, look, the Phoenix Suns possibly might be the luckiest team that has ever existed in NBA history. The first round of the playoffs, remember who they played? Los Angeles Lakers. And who were the Lakers missing? Well, the Lakers had just gotten LeBron back. They had just gotten AD back. AD had just come back from an Achilles injury, which caused him to miss about two months of basketball. LeBron James had just come back from an ankle injury, which caused him to miss a month and a half of basketball. They both come back in that series, and the Lakers take a 2-1 to lead in that series. Lakers lost, I believe they lost game one, come back and they win game two, they win game three, AD gets hurt, and the Suns win the rest of the series. Suns won after AD got hurt, right? So they get past the Lakers. Then they get the Denver Nuggets, who they swept. The Denver Nuggets, who were missing who? Jamal Murray, their other, their other best player besides the MVP, Nikolai Jokic. They lost Jamal Murray. So the Suns got to play a team, another team that was compromised. Then who they get in round three? They get the Los Angeles Clippers, missing who? their best player in Kawhi Leonard. And who else got hurt? Then they had Marcus Morris. He had a knee injury. He, 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 he couldn't play for one game, and then he was compromised in another game. Then they lost Zubak, which I don't think Zubak is anything to write home about, but he's still seven feet, and he gives Aiton some problems. Okay? 
And now they get to go to the NBA Finals where they'll play against the Bucks, who are missing who? Only the recent two-time MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in Giannis Antetokounmpo. How damn lucky do you... I mean, how do you get this lucky? Everybody in everybody on the Suns should be playing the lotto. Like, they are the luckiest people I've ever heard of in my life. And I don't give a damn about this game. Like, you look, okay, it's a nice story. You want Chris Paul to... I mean, he's been in the league, I think this is his 16th year, and everybody's like, oh, we want Chris Paul to win a championship. Eh... I don't care. I really, I mean, I, I like Chris Paul, but I don't really care. You know who I really like for the Suns? I like Monty Williams, the coach. He's got a great story, um, you know, played at Notre Dame. I think he played basketball at Notre Dame, came in. He was actually on the New York Knicks team who played in the other worst finals. He played against the, um, I think he played against the Houston Rockets in those championship games uh, with the New York Knicks. And he used to coach the New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Or I think he, I think they were the they were the Hornets. Then he coached the New York the the New Orleans Hornets, who had CP3, and um, his wife had a tragic car accident. And um, I'm I'm pulling for Monty Williams. Chris Paul, yeah. Chris Paul's a documented nut puncher. I don't I can't root for nut punchers, Kevin. I just can't do it. It's not in my genetic code to to wish nut punchers well. Just not something I do. Devin Booker, ah, another story that people fabricate up. You know what I mean? Devin Booker is a really nice player. But when you start throwing out this Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant, you lost me. You lost me. And I'm not the greatest Kobe fan, but I put some respect on that, that man's damn name. He is the second greatest shooting guard of all time. Now, when people start to put him in the conversation with Jordan and LeBron, then you lose me there because I think those two people are on another plane. I think Kobe Bryant was great, but he's not Jordan or LeBron. And then I think Devin Booker is good, but he ain't no damn Kobe. So stop it. Kobe Bryant didn't just score buckets. Kobe Bryant scored buckets and made all defensive teams shut down the other team's best defender in his prime. Kobe Bryant was special. I... Listen, there's a difference, man. We got to stop throwing around this, oh, great, and franchise, yo, no, or superstar. There is one superstar in the NBA. His name is LeBron James. The rest of those guys are great to amazing players. Kevin Durant is dope as hell. He ain't LeBron James. And you, and you, and you saw it in the playoffs. I mean, we're getting, we're going down the list. We saw that in the playoffs when he was asked to do what LeBron does. He was able to do it for one game, couldn't do it for another. That is the difference. So when you talk about Devin Booker being Kobe Bryant, oh man, miss me with that. He ain't no damn Kobe Bryant. He's nice. He's a good player. He gets buckets. Okay, cool. Next. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is actually, to me, the unsung hero for the Phoenix Suns because I think he's the reason that they're even in this position. I think, okay, of course, you add Chris Paul to any team, you immediately get better. He's smart. His basketball IQ is amazing. And he just knows how to run a team and he knows how to get people to where they're supposed to be. We saw with the Phoenix Suns, before they had a Chris Paul, they were a team that just had a guy who got buckets in Devin Booker. That's nice, but he doesn't get anybody else buckets. He doesn't make anybody else better. And therefore, you saw their team with DeAndre Ayton never do anything. But then you add a Chris Paul, all of a sudden DeAndre Ayton is getting 16 points, 17 rebounds, four blocks, because Chris Paul knows how to utilize the other players. 
and I think DeAndre Ayton is the difference maker for this Suns team all throughout the playoffs. Nobody has an answer for this guy. You know, and, and that's that's where we get back to old traditional basketball where people talk about, you know, you got to have a guy in the middle. You don't got to have a guy in the middle anymore, but if you do have a dude in the middle who's seven foot, agile, can run the floor, that dude is, that, that's an MVP. That's an MVP. He's not going to get the sexy, you know, the, the, the billing or the sexy numbers or the media articles written about him. But DeAndre Ayton is quietly the difference maker on the Suns team. And then you go over to the Bucks. No Giannis. Who cares? If Giannis, if Giannis is not playing for the Bucks, we might as well be watching the Detroit Pistons. Who? Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. I don't give a damn about watching them dudes play. Like I'd rather watch Matlock tonight than watch the Bucks. I'm serious, Kevin. I'd rather watch old reruns of 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 Matlock. Who who who's that? Who's that? Uh, Andy from Mayberry. <laughs> that one got a chuckle out of me. <laughs> I mean, totally agree with you. Yes, but I'm gonna watch because you know it's some damn sports on. But I don't really care, and I'm sure the NBA is hurting for this right now too. I mean, they probably they were wishing with everything they had that Kevin Durant could be LeBron and get the Bucks up out of the playoffs. But Bucks got lucky too. They played the Nets, who ended up. Not having James Harden for most of the series. James Harden came back at the end of the series and wasn't really James Harden. And then they lost Kyrie Irving in the middle of the series and didn't have him for the last three games. What you going to do? So if Giannis was playing, I could give a damn and I would hope to see the Bucks, you know, win a championship because it's a nice story. The little engine that could, the little team from the middle of nowhere, cheese town, whatever, winning a title. But yeah, I'll be tuning into Matlock. No, I'll you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch Matlock and I'll record the finals. And if somebody tells me it was a dope game, I'll go back and watch it. But I don't I don't really give a damn. We'll be back after the break. Last week we had to have the, we had, we ran the gamut of all the stories because Chris Paul made it to the finals and everybody wanted to talk about the point god. That's what they calling him, the point god, right? It just sounds cool. Point God, playoff of guard. Chris Paul is the point God now because uh, he's finally getting into a finals. And everybody wants to talk about his legacy and where he falls in the pantheon of point guards. And it's hard to keep saying, you know, to keep talking about these positions in an age where it's basically positionless basketball. You know, you got... You got 6'10 guys. I mean, 6'10 guys and Ben Simmons playing point guard. Traditionally, the point guard was usually the smallest guy on the court back in the, you know, back in the day until Magic showed up and threw that all up out the window. Magic actually ushered in the, the positionless basketball because he was a 6'9 dude playing point guard. But you get this talk about Chris Paul and where he's at as far as, you know, greatest point guards of all time. And I actually heard somebody have the, the audacity to say he was the greatest point guard ever. That's Magic Johnson. Shut the hell up. Chris Paul is amazing. Great player. Been in bad positions. And he gets, you know, and and the injuries have crept up on him in bad positions. I actually got a friend, my buddy Stoney, who (laughs) when, when he found out that Chris Paul had 
gone into COVID protocol, he said something's just wrong with Chris Paul's DNA. Every time something happens to him, every time he gets in a big moment, something happens, he can't be there. I just don't think it's in him. It's like, Tony, he got COVID. How the hell is it in him? And he, he, what, what are you talking about? But that's my man, Tony. That's, that's the kind of things that, that, that he says. Um, where do you place Chris Paul? Is he, I mean, in the top five. Is he, is he the top five of point guards of all time? I don't know. I, I mean, he's not better than Magic Johnson. Um, he's is he better than Isaiah Thomas? I, 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 I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't. And I remember. I'm, I mean, I'm young, so I saw Isaiah when I just started really kind of understanding basketball. But you can go back and watch old games of the Detroit Pistons. Isaiah Thomas was that dude. I mean, he was that dude in the NBA. And this was back in the time when, you know, it was a big man-dominated league. Isaiah Thomas got Detroit Pistons to be back-to-back champions as a six-foot-one guard in the NBA. That was unheard of back then. And, and it's unheard of to this day, which is why you still see a guy like Chris Paul not being able to ever really get over the hump to a championship until he ran into a string of teams with no damn, with with a bunch of injuries. Let's let's look at his at his uh his stats and where where he ends up uh all time. Let me give you know wait with me for a minute here and we we're going to see. Um Is better than Magic Johnson? No. Isaiah Thomas. I say no. Third person that people usually like to bring up in these point guard topics is uh, John Stockton. He's better than John Stockton. I think he. I would actually say he's better than John Stockton. I like John Stockton, but you you have a hard time convincing me that John Stockton in this era of basketball could compete with a Chris Paul. If you go back and watch videos of John Stockton playing basketball, now he was a tough dude. Tough dude, and he did he did what was in front of him. He played who was in front of him, and he 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 put his heart on the line and all that, and played in Utah with Carl Malone. But if you go back and watch videos of John Stockton, you're gonna see something missing and something glaring in these videos. If you actually watch and pay attention to how he's playing basketball, the dude has no left hand, no left hand. Now I want you, if you're listening to this, I want you to go to YouTube, put in John Stockton left hand there's tons of videos you will see whenever he got forced left he picked up his dribble every almost every pass he threw was with his right hand every way almost every way he drove to the basket was the right hand and i can't for the life of me understand how the nba never caught on to that maybe it was just earlier you know earlier in the technology people wasn't watching video the way that they do now but come on man it's glaring i don't know if i can have him over Chris Paul, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd for me is one of my favorite players of all time because I grew up in the Bay and Jason is is from the Bay. Went to Alameda High School, and um, no, he went to St. Joe's. Went to St. Joe's in Alameda, and his oh my God, Kevin! If you ever saw Jason Kidd's highlight tape from high school, it was like he was out there playing with ants. 
He's a six five dude, balling, killing, dunking. I mean, insane, ridiculous, man. I don't know if he's better than Jason Kidd to me. And Jason Kidd led teams to the final. He led those New Jersey Nets to the finals. Jason Kidd finally got a finals championship with the Dallas Mavericks a few years later. Um, Steve Nash. Is he better than Steve Nash? I don't know. At any point, was there any point in time when Chris Paul was considered the best player in the game? And that's where you have to go with it, right? When you talk about how what his legacy is. He's a really good guard, really good player. I don't know if he's up there in that level of magic Isaiah. As Isaiah, at one point, you could argue that he was the best player in the NBA. Magic Johnson. At one point, you could argue he was the best player in the NBA. You never say that about Chris Paul. You never say that. You you can get down the line from about five to six, seven, eight other people before you got to Chris Paul as being the best player in the NBA in any year that he's played. He's had years where he just came up short, where his teams gave up three to one leads in playoff series. You can't do that. If your legacy is supposed to be you are one of the greatest of all time, he's great. I don't know if he's on the same level as the greatest of all times. This is just how I feel. I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm probably right. Shikari Richardson. Shikari or, or Shikari, I, I, I apologize I'm getting that wrong. Um, qualified for the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo uh, at the Oregon Trials a little while ago with, I mean, a blazing damn time. Um, fast, I guess she's probably the fastest woman in the world, right? Um, fastest woman in the world. And she is not going to be able to compete in the Tokyo Olympics now because she failed a drug test. And the, the drug test that she failed, she, they, it turns out she had marijuana in her system. And she handled it, you know, well. She came on, you know, I, I saw her on uh, an interview with NBC Today with, uh, I think her name is Genevieve or Guinevere. I don't know, but whoever the lady was interviewing her. But the lady who was interviewing her happens to be the lady who was hosting Jeopardy the past couple weeks. And I was like, who the hell is this lady hosting Jeopardy? I don't know who the hell she is. Turns out she is, she was, she works for NBC and she was interviewing uh, Shikari Richardson. And she came on this interview and basically said that she failed the drug test. Uh, and the reason that she smoked weed was because she was emotionally uh, trying to recover from hearing about the loss of her biological mother. Um, reportedly, uh, and a reporter told her that her mother had died. Um, and I guess she was raised by her grandmother, but she didn't really, I don't know. I don't know how that all went, but it's in an article I read in New York Times was saying that she found out that her biological mother had passed away. And so she decided to smoke weed to cope with the, the panic that she had when it happened. And... I feel sorry for her loss. You know, that sounds no one wants to hear that a parent died or, or anything like that. I mean, that's never good news or anything you want to hear. Comma, however. Rules are the rules. 
she knew that marijuana is on the list of drugs that are prohibited for Olympic athletes. They all know that you cannot do this. You, we find out that it's in your system, you will be suspended. Now, unfortunately, it, the, the, her finding about her mother passing happened a month before she would be competing in her race, the 100 meter. Now, hell, you could smoke a month or two or whatever before it gets out of your system. You could smoke and people know how to beat these things. She didn't, unfortunately, take the right amount of time or plan for because you can't plan for something like this. However, the rules are the rules. She has to be suspended. The World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, um, it's on their list that all these athletes know of. They all get tested. Hell, the NBA, notorious for cats smoking weed all the time. They're all going to be tested when they get to Tokyo or before they get to Tokyo to make sure that they're not smoking weed while they're playing in these games. It's in the spirit of sport that they don't want people smoking marijuana. Now, is it a dumb law? Yes. Stupid. Archaic. Like, we have, there's states. Uh, hell, uh, Richardson was in Oregon when she was smoking the weed. Marijuana is legal in Oregon. It's stupid. The law is stupid. However, it is there. She knew what it was. She broke the rule. She's paying the cost. What I'm not going to do is let people turn this into a racism thing. Because that's what I've been seeing and that's what I've been reading. And, and to hell with that. Because... Hell, we just came through a summer, a pandemic where we had real racial issues going on that people were in the streets marching for and fighting for to have people talking about to put this in with that. No. Not going down. Not on my watch. I'm calling it what it is. It's a dumbass rule that was broken by somebody who knew the rule. She might still be able to compete. She might. I guess her suspension will be up by the time that she's still able to run in the women's four by 100 relay. So she could possibly get there and still do that. But she put this in jeopardy to smoke this weed. She put, she put smoking the weed above running her races, getting there and doing what she wanted to do, the, the, the Olympics. And this is a once in a life. I mean, hell, I guess she's only 21 years old. So I guess when she's 20. Five, it could happen again. She could get back there and do it, but you never know. That's why it's so important. I mean, and this and this is why I think it's important that we talk about the the the, the rules and the happenstance that happened around it. Because it's the same thing I would talk to my son about. Yo, my son is not I'm not having my son go out driving. He man, my son just actually just got a damn driving ticket too. But I'm not having my son, he's not going to come home and tell me I got a ticket for crossing the, uh, what is that, for crossing the double line. And I'm going to call the, I'm going to go talk to the cops and be like, man, that double line is so stupid. Don't get my son, take that ticket back. The law is the law. They put it there for a reason, follow it or pay the consequences. And now she's paying the consequences, man. And it's all over my social media, my feed, people talking about, no, nah, man, they trying to take something from a black woman. No, they're just taking something from somebody who knew the rules and did not follow them. Plain and simple. 
President Biden was asked at an event on Saturday as well. You know, uh, you know, he said rules are rules. It's a, it maybe is, is it a dumb rule? Well, maybe it absolutely is a dumb rule because I mean, I, I from from what we the studies have been. I mean, marijuana isn't it's it's an actually it's not a uh, an enhancing drug. It's a it's a decreasing drug, right? However, there are studies that say that it calms nerves that athletes might have before an event or, you know, a sporting, uh, you know, a sporting event. So who's to say? All we do know is that a rule is a rule. It was broken. And now she's paying the cost. And I hope she makes it back in time for the 100, uh, the four by 100. I hope that that she gets a chance to do this because that could be damning. I mean, hell. She was already smoking because, you know, she was in a panic and she she said that she just emotionally didn't feel well about finding out her mother passed away. And then to have this thing that you've been working for for a long time and now you don't get to do it again for another four years. Now, it's not just the Olympics that she's going to mean. She's you know, she's going to make money from the Olympics by doing spot, getting sponsors and things of that nature. But she's going to run, you know, she'll run in the world championships and all the other races around the world after this. So. Don't cry a river for her. She's going to be okay. She just don't get to be in the Olympics because she didn't follow the rules. Dumbass rule it is, but a rule nonetheless. I'm probably right. I'm Reggie Watkins. We back. Um, Trevor Bauer. I don't know if, uh, if, if everybody here is a baseball fan. I barely ever talk baseball, but... Uh, I actually just went to the Dodgers Giants game um, last week, and Trevor Bauer was actually the pitcher, starting pitcher in that game. And uh, I remember Trevor Bauer because I think earlier last year, last year during the season, uh, there was some talk around people celebrating. You know, it, it, there's always a big thing in the MLB about how people celebrate, and especially between pitchers and batters. And it always ends up coming down, a con- it kind of feels like it's always along racial lines. Because the people celebrating the home runs usually are the Latin or the people of color in the game who are happy and excitable about the about the home run. And the people angry about getting shown up about the home run are usually the pitchers, and they're usually white guys who want to tell people how the game is supposed to be played. So I first really heard about Trevor Bauer last year when Trevor Bauer was maybe one of the first pitchers that I heard to say, yo, if you get a home, if you get a hit off me, a home run off me, celebrate. It's my job not to let you get the hit. I don't care if you celebrate. And from that and me hearing that, I immediately had the thought of and, and tweeted out, I fuck with Trevor Bauer. And then I found a story this past week of about Trevor Bauer and um, assault with a female companion and immediately had to put out a correction saying, I do not fuck with Trevor Bauer. Um, Very damaging. Very. uh, I mean, Kevin, have you heard about? This, this this story is disturbing. Yeah, uh, if it's real. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, because you 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 don't know. Well, what we do know is that Bauer corroborated what the things that were said. So I'm just going to read a little bit from the New York Post. 
Um, it's uh, an article from the New York Post uh, written by Mark Lungariello. Mark uh, Lungariello, as I'm saying. I hope I'm saying it right. It's going to be the consensual thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, just a little a piece of this, this story from the New York Post. A woman allegedly assaulted by Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer visited a doctor with two black eyes and a bulging bruised lip. New photos show. But Bauer's camp claims text messages show she consented to rough sex. The 27-year-old woman said she suffered from massive headaches and vomited after the second of two violent encounters with the MLB All-Star, according to a request for a restraining order reviewed by the Post. Bauer choked her unconscious, sodomized her without consent, and punched her in the face, vagina, and elsewhere, she alleged in the request. During the second assault in May, she said she blacked out after I allegedly after he allegedly choked her unconscious. I mean, that's just... Just from that alone, what the hell are we doing now? Like, what the hell? I mean, now, I'm not one to speak on anybody's privacy matters, how they get down, what they like to do, because obviously she was down with this, and it said that she went, this is a second time they hooked up. The first time, it was already violent. She went back for more violence and it got even more because when she woke up, she was in more pain than she had ever been in the first time and didn't agree to some of these things. And, and now he's suspended and they're saying that he won't be back before the all-star break. And I don't think this guy can come back this season. I mean, I don't care if it's consensual or not. You can't have with all the stances that people are taking on domestic violence in these leagues and just in general in the world, how we should how we should handle this. You can't have that dude out on a baseball diamond pitching and around his teammates having to answer the questions. And then, you know, these dudes got to go home to their wives and or, or their girlfriends and ask, oh, so how 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 cool are you with Trevor Bauer? He's got to go. He's got to go. And, you know, consent or not. It's still breaking the law. Like, I mean, even it's it's still assault. Even if somebody asks for it, you're not supposed to do it. Like, I mean, it, it, you do it in the privacy of your home and, and somebody, you guys, that's how you guys get down and you don't ever talk about it. But when she goes to the to the authorities and says, this is what happened, even if I asked for it, that's still, you still broke the law. You're not supposed to hit people. I mean, and hitting people in places. Oh man, I'm I'm I read this and just my stomach started turning. And uh, and then you hear, you know, you you read other stories about Trevor Bauer, and you hear these conspiracy theories. And then I guess he was talking about, you know, uh, Jewish people and some other just a lot a lot a long history of, of of things with with this cat. And and this is the last one. And I guess there was already rumblings before he got to the Dodgers about whether or not the Dodgers should sign him. But, you know, most of the time, talent trumps uh, character. And so they brought him in because he was going to help them win another championship. And now this dude has got a headache on. I mean, I mean he's a he's a headache, literally and figuratively. I hope that. uh that I don't I, I don't even know how to say you hope that something rectifies itself. I hope that this brother gets some 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 help, um, some psychology, something. But the MLB has to take a, a hard stance on this and not have this guy come back 
this season. He's got to be shut down and uh, and deal with this behind closed doors and figure out what's going on because that's just not a good look for the MLB and not a good look for just anyone. It's I I I would if I was listen go check out the New York Post. Um, you, you you put in Trevor Bauer, you'll read the story, you see these pictures, and uh, it sounds very scary and sad. I feel bad for the woman, and whew, I would not want to be the Dodgers right now. Um, and I hope it all works out, and, and uh, I hope both of these people get some help. But that's my time today. My name is Reggie Watkins. I'm probably right. Y'all have a great week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.